you've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go! What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Oh, man, I truly appreciate everybody for tuning in. I do want to say that, and I truly mean that. Like, I don't even... There's no other way. I, if, I'm telling you, man, I could never make it rich because I'll just give that shit away. I literally have no value in it. But with that being said, I value it highly when rents do. I definitely struggled this month, and that was fucking weird because I haven't actually struggled for rent in a while. But for those that don't know, I'm unemployed at the moment. Um, that is more of a choice. I can I can honestly admit that just because... I'm really busting my ass, man, trying to get this um, powder coating company started. I was up till 4 a.m. last night just grinding it out in the garage. I am so sorry to my neighbors. Like I said, I'm unemployed. I thought yesterday was Friday. So I had my air compressor going to like 1, 1.30 in the morning, just banging them out using the sandblast cabinet. Just, you know, I'm, I'm working my ass off, man, hitting the welders, using a grinder. I thought it was Friday. I didn't feel bad. I woke up this morning and realized today's Friday because it was Thursday night football. And I was like, oh, man, I felt so bad for all of my neighbors. So I, right now I just saw one. I waved at him. He waved at me. I had to go to, hey, bro, I am sorry. He was like, I didn't even hear it. I was like, I- I'm my bad. You know what I mean? He was like, no worries. I was like, damn, like just grinding, folks, grinding, grinding. But like I said, I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the um, the sacrifice stage uh, for, I think, any any entrepreneur will at least understand that. And I'm not even an entrepreneur in that sense yet because I'm not paying, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, not making it. So I, I, if you want to call me a failure of one, that's fine, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'm in that sacrifice stage folks, but I'll get it set up. I'll get it going. And, um, if not, I'll get another job and learn some more. I really don't mind working. Working is easy for me. Um, I definitely grew up in that environment working nine to five. So, I could work night shift, I could work day shift, and when I switched jobs last time, I worked both shifts, I worked nights, came home, slept for like two hours, went to my other job, and eventually my the job I gave the two-week, they were like, dude, you're doing that? Like, go ahead and leave a week early, but I could go back there, that's why I do those types of things. Like I said, I love everybody, folks, I know I had some... Uh, I got dark places. I think we all do. I think the things that we are capable of, most humans don't understand until you're put in that situation. But I have been put in that situation. I understand how dark I can get. I love riding with the devil. But with that being said, that's all perspective. If you're a religious person, y'all can quote me as, hey, I ride with the Lord on most days. You know what I mean? I try to be a best person. I try to avoid stepping on toes. I try my best to avoid conflict. And not in the sense of being scared of I. I really think that people deserve my respect. Unless you give me a reason to disrespect you, I will go out of my way to show you respect. I really don't mind that. I'll hold the door for you. Whatever I got to do, I really don't mind. Give you the shirt off my back. However, the second somebody does me wrong, I mean, I'll bury you. It does. I'm, I, there's definitely a, I, I give you no reason to disrespect me, so don't disrespect me. It'd be the best way to put that. I love everybody. I, I typically get that. Same love back, especially in my community. I just had my neighbor go by right now, and as she waved out the window, she pulled over. She was like, I literally only drive down this street to see you guys. I was like, that's what's up, man. That's that's what's up. Um, Yeah, folks, love each other, man. Love each other. And 
just be grateful. I say that as somebody who my little neighborhood restaurant, K's, they just closed down. Um, just announced it this week. That was typically me and my buddy Ken Dog, our, our weekend spots. We used to go there every weekend when he lived a little more locally. Um, me and my family go there pretty often, and they're they're gone. K's, K's Diner, man, they're gone. Um, definitely, you know, wish Kay and her husband and their family the best. I know they relied on that place from what I hear this all had to do with our inflation here in America. Their rent went from three thousand to five thousand over the period of the last six months. Um, a lot of people call that Bidenomics. I'm trying not to get into that right now because I have done so much, so much research on what's going on in the Middle East and just going back to, I mean, conspiracy theories and just the government and just watch what's going on. I, this is going to be. This amounts to be huge in just American society, but I don't want to get onto that right now. I'm actually going to keep it more UFC-based, but I definitely have a lot to speak on that subject, especially with everything going on. And Man, I'll be honest with y'all, man. I've been working my ass off on my computer, working on content. I've got some videos, just trying to do two-minute videos on my little laptop. I got a little Acer. I believe that's how you pronounce it, A-C-E-R. I bought a couple years back because my lady at the time wanted to go to school, she says. So we just got something decent. I think it's got like maybe an i5 or i7. I don't know, something decent. It does what I needed it to do. But, man, trying to load videos on there and doing that, it is not processing. I don't know if it's the video card or what it is, but it's definitely not handling it. It just starts skipping all over the place. But I've really been busting my ass on that, man. I've put a lot of work into the, like, just my two-minute video, and by the end, I'm done editing it and putting effects on there, and my voice is so far off, I don't know what it's going to look like when it's rendered or if it's just when I'm done. So I'm working my ass off on that, trying to get the content. Definitely have a lot of content to give for you guys. Um, I've been learning a lot, especially with the air compressor and the air drying system for my powder coating business and slash I could paint also it's kind of the same theory you need clean air the essentialness of clean air when you're running off an air compressor is crazy it's it's very difficult to do um, as your air compressor is running for those that don't understand what an air compressor it's it, there's a motor on top of a tank a large metal cylinder that cylinder compresses with air at which point air is crammed in that cramming, just the effect. I wish I should know the mathematical equation because I was just studying it so much, but pressing air into a space and speed and space and the compression, it causes heat somehow and it causes moisture. So the tank and everything gets hot, plus it's going through the hot mo uh, motor. But just the compression of everything, it causes heat. That heat causes moisture, condensation, which then builds up in the lines. I had a filter connected directly to my air compressor, it was a moisture filter, right? So I have my filter connected directly to the air compressor, and then I have an air line going to my blast cabinet, uh, sand blasting. You blow sand at objects to get all the rust off or paint off, and you get them stripped down so you can powder coat them. It's essential for powder coating. Um, it's called sand blasting. So I have the air going on, but my air hose is just leaking water like a water hose. I put a small little $5 filter from Harbor Freight, which is just cheap tools around here, and you throw that on there, thing just still spraying like a super soaker, just spraying water everywhere. But my filter at the beginning is completely dry. I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like a dry-ass filter, but coming out of the line, it's full of water. And it don't make no sense because there's no water in the hose. I can straighten this whole thing out. The water's coming out of the air. 
but the filter's not working. Upon review, um, you need like 25, 20 to 25 feet of tubing so that the vapor, the moisture, um, when it comes out of the compressor and out of the tank, it's still vaporized. So it was bypassing the filter. However, when it was going through that 50 foot of hosing, it was then becoming moisture. And actually, I don't know what the opposite of vaporizing, because I know it's vaporized when it comes through, which is why it goes through, but it's not quite um, into a liquid yet. So I guess it's liquidized. So the vapor is never quite liquidized, I guess. There you go. Sounds sophisticated. It sounds, I probably sound like an idiot on there, but I don't know. That's how that shit works. So I had to learn how to solder. So this whole last couple of weeks, I've been putting together this whole copper contraption. I'll put some pictures on my uh on the, on the Twitter, I'll start doing some more Instagram, too. I, I know I've said that before, but I've been bullshitting. I need to get on Instagram just because it's content, it's content. And that's definitely what I've been emphasizing on and just focused on and learning and creating using DaVinci Resolve. For those that know that in the video content world, um, that's been awesome to, to work with. It's actually pretty user-friendly. There's a weird thing where I can't get a matchup of audio based off of, but I don't know if it's the format that I'm bringing the audio off of my road uh, podcaster. I don't know. I, I still got to figure some shit out. Plus, I don't have many resources to go to in that sense. I, I probably do. You know, it's just lack of reaching out, but definitely should probably reach out. And, you know, we got we got so many resources, folks, with social media. So I got no excuse. I just need to be more vocal, reach out, and probably get some assistance. But I like to pound my head against shit and actually figure it out. And typically I do figure it out and I will keep going at something until I do. And that's just the way I am. Quitting has never been my nature. Um, started smoking weed. You know what I mean? I have a hard time quitting. I definitely can quit for jobs and things like that. I've quit for years and done things like that, but it's something that I've always wanted to do. And, uh, for years and years saying no to pussy was just a hard thing for me to do. I was a cheating fool. You can ask my first, you know, baby mom, my son's mom, She'll tell you it was nothing about relationships. Um, it was just the trying to conquer the mountain. Once I climbed that mountain, I never spoke to him again. I was definitely viewed as an asshole and on a lot of eyes. That's what that's why they called me Bob Dog. It was something that I earned. I def, definitely not even a nickname that I wanted, but I was that guy. I just wanted one time. You know what I mean? One time. That's it. And, and I'm not even going to answer. I'll probably block you on my on MySpace or whatever it was back. It was definitely MySpace back then. I was just thinking, man, you want to bring up some dirt on people, man, bring back the MySpace posts. That's how Elon, you want to bring up some shit, man, just bring back MySpace and dig it. God, man, we'd be in trouble, folks. We'd be in trouble. I was a youngster back then. So when I look at the youngsters now, like my son and stuff, if he pops up on social media, it's like, man, all that shit's going to follow you so far. Thankfully, MySpace didn't. But the profiles were dope. It, it got us actually learning coding. A lot of us, for us that were loading the music and the videos onto our profiles, it taught you the basics of coding, coding 101. So thank you, Tom. Thank you, MySpace. Um, I know Zuckerberg and Elon Musk have been talking about fighting. If that does happen, we have to get Tom from MySpace as the referee. That has to happen. There's no debate. Um, fucking love you guys, man. I love you guys. But, whew, yeah, I've definitely... I've had my daughter. Can you tell? I think like two posts or two podcasts ago, I was in my darkness. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind the dark. I, I enjoy the darkness just like I enjoy the light. They're just two different places. Um, as long as I get to spend it, I'm actually thankful. 
I want to do a lot more outdoorsing. Um, I do have my survival bracelet arriving this weekend, so that way I can actually feel a little more comfortable when I go out. It has a little compass. It has a fire starter. It has some paracord, and it has a whistle. So in case you get lost, the paracord, for people that don't know what paracord is, that's like a really strong rope. You can cut it open. There's like five fibers inside. The fibers inside you could use to heal wounds. If you have stitches, you could use it as fishing string. You could use it for all types of shit. Or the actual paracord itself, if you leave it together, can lift up to like 500 pounds. There are thicker ones and ones that lift higher, but some good shit. You know what I mean? You can make use it as a rope to go across. If you're building a tent or something, you can use it for all types of stuff. But a compass, a whistle if you get lost because voices do get drowned out over distance. A whistle, on the other hand, will travel a lot better. And a fire starter, just because if you ever do get lost, you better be able to start some fire as... Humanity has learned thousands of years ago. We typically don't use it today, but I do want to start at least getting out and hiking while my body still does it. I know that I'm not old, old, but I did break my back when I was 16, which is why I was never able to fight professionally. My last year in Pop Warner, they told me, you know, playing football, they said, this is it, man. You can't pass any more physicals. Uh, You know, high school level, you can't even pass, let alone I didn't make grades, but like physically wise, you can't make it. And MMA wise, as much as I love Martial arts, I love learning. I did martial arts my entire life since I was five years old. Um, There was a huge limitation knowing that I could not make it professionally, you know, and just knowing that I couldn't, it it all came down to just uh, insurance reasons. Doctors have told me multiple times that if I moved the wrong way, that I shouldn't do martial arts. And I remember many times I laughed in the doctor's face. I, I look at it differently now that I'm older. But as a youngster, when I go in there, like, dude, look, look, and we'll be looking at the x-ray. He's like, you can go paralyzed at any point, just twisting sideways the wrong way. You can go paralyzed. And it's like, well, I'm not going to limit, you know, what I do by my fear of what may happen. Like, you know, I'm, I'm willing to deal with the consequences. Basically, I understand, but I'm not going to limit my life. So I continued fighting for years and years, but I'll still fight. I'll, I'll still love to go to the gym. Any opportunity I get. Right now, like I said, financially, I cannot afford to be going to the gym. I can't afford to get hurt because I'm trying to start my own business. But that's typically my excuse is uh, I can't get hurt, man. I would love to have dirt bikes. I love dirt bikes. I love them. I fall and break something every time. And I don't mean break a bone. I, I, I do break bones, and I have. Like I said, I broke my back. I broke multiple fingers and things like that. I break levers. I break parts. I blow up the motor. I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm a speed freak. Uh you know, I come from a family of actual speed freaks. Uh, we'll say that differently, but even my dad, he rides motorcycles, and we've just always been into, you know, dragsters and things like that, drag races. We never had a dragster, but drag races and drag racing Hondas nowadays, you know what I mean? Just always always about that life. I love it. Um, live life on the edge. Uh, don't have airbags in my vehicle. I'm trying to go out, you know what I mean? Jeez of jeez, but I do have a five-point racing harness, so I will be honest with you. Man, I love life, man. I love life. Uh, I know I get laughed at sometimes riding down the road in my little 88 Honda CRX. You know, people look over like, what the hell? But at the same time, I know, you know, I know I'm viewed by a lot. And at the same time, it is so weird riding down to my little $1,500 Honda. And I'll have a $100,000 BMW pull up on me and the driver just giving me thumbs up. And it just amps up his whole day because they know they remember, man, they were probably back on that level. You know, everybody grew up in the 90s. Y'all know the Honda CRXs, man. And I get a lot of love. I get, like, 
it's amazing. The love that I get overwhelms any other hate, but at the same time, I value it all the same. It doesn't really matter. You can laugh at me if you laugh at me. I feel the best. When my car just starts, because I work on them so much, it's like, oh, it started. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, just buzzed it in the, it, it, it started. You know what I mean? That's it. From there, it's like, oh, it made it down the road. And then if I hear any clink, I know what it is. Uh, my son and I went for a test drive. I'll never forget that. And I did a lot. I did a lot of suspension, a lot of underarm suspension work. I did throw, you know, new exhaust on and everything. And we're just driving down the freeway. We're at about 80 miles an hour. And you're, oh, think, 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 think. Oh, like, what the hell is it? Like, I don't know what it was, but definitely something came off and rolled down. I feel sorry for the person behind me. I'm sorry. I, I haven't really thought about that person much, but. There was definitely, if somebody was behind me, I'm sorry for you. You were following the Honda and you caught a fucking bolt to the car. But, you know, upon upon review, it was just I didn't tighten up one of my exhaust bolts uh, enough when it went to the test pipe because we eliminate catalytic converters out here. They can't steal my shit. My car is too low. Good luck. But we eliminate them anyways for horsepower reasons. Put them on if we have to pass smog, but we don't pass smog. I mean, we pass smog legally, but not legally. You know what I'm saying? Ah, life in the ghetto, man. Life in the ghetto. Shit, man. I haven't even got to the UFC yet, and I'm damn near 20 minutes into this thing. All right, I'll get back to it. But yeah, man, life is good. Life is good. So I hope that you're all enjoying your lives. I'm not sure what you have going on in them. My heart, my heart, and I mean this, man. My heart goes out to the people in Gaza and just the people, I mean fuck dude like we're gonna get dragged into it as americans because you know biden represents us and that's kind of the way that i view this whole situation is whether you like tomas or not and you live there i mean fuck man your kids lives are being changed so much i've been spending so much time with my children that i cannot help but mourn for them that would be i you know i don't cry for them because i don't really cry for much but it's like man um just imagine imagine living through that and uh i i for one i don't believe in the nation or the state of israel i don't think that the un and all that shit should be involved um that's you know very recent things 70 years ago i think that's part of colonization i think they should live united in palestine in palestine as palestinians if you want to be a jewish person in palestine cool but dividing a nation over religion is weird to me i don't understand it um the crime minister that runs that nation, that's a whole nother subject. The minister of defense out there has been charged for terrorism and all types of crazy things. You can look into that, but the corruption of Israel is very crazy and very interesting. Very different politics. I know they claim to be a democracy, but the power of the president out there, the prime minister, is very different than what we have. He has been running that country for 16 years. They pass bills, laws, and things of arranging power, and that is interesting in their own social conflict. They were on the brink of social, you know, civil war over there already, possibly, debatably. I don't know. That's all according to media, but love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Jumping over, UFC 294. All right, this one is going to start, I believe, at like 7 a.m. in the morning here, American time. That's why I want to do this podcast. I actually wanted to be in the garage right now. That's where I was headed, but I think it's like a 7 a.m. start time, so I got to get this thing out there just in case anybody needs to get their picks in or anything. Um, Let's start from uh, the bottom, and I do. I, I love this fight card, folks. I am so jammed about everything about this fight card. I cannot wait. Um, Dana White. Once again, Dana White, UFC, you got pulled it off once again. 
No surprise. No surprise. Y'all are amazing, man. Y'all are amazing. Let me start. This is tough. For, this is tough as a fighter. It's hard for me. I've had my eye poked. I understand fighting. You know, you can close one eye and understand the limitations caused by one eye. So, Shara Magomedov. I know your name is not Shara or whatever. S-H-A-R-A. I know there's a whole nother. I heard it pronounced. It was longer and everything. Shara Magomedov. I don't mean this disrespectfully, man. He's the one I, they call him the one eye monster. Dude is a monster. He can fight. He's a scrapper. He's got 11 and 0, 10 knockouts, one decision. This is his UFC debut. He's got one eye. I'm not sure how this happened medically since Michael Bisping had an issue with one eye not being able to fight in the UFC. I'm not sure how this was pulled off or what happened. But dude's a striker. I mean, 100% a striker. And if you close one eye, it's hard. He has great offense. You know what I mean? 10 KOs. But I think the defense is going to be limited just by having one eye. I think it's really going to limit. I mean, you can see your opponent, but when it comes to the sweeping and you're in those exchanges and your head goes down and you're popping up, it definitely limits your reaction. You won't be able to see a punch coming and certain things. So I don't think he's going to cut it. I don't think he's going to match the hype. I did watch some of his amateur fights. He lacks the wrestling um that's actually his weakness but his striking is good he's a muay thai guy he's good with the clinch good with knees good striker and they paired him up against bruno silva bruno silva is a tough one man i'm actually taking bruno silva on this upset pick and as i think the card's gonna start on an upset bruno silva is plus 260 i mean he's down there but he's 23 and 9 his last loss um, his last fight was a loss to Brandon Allen, I believe, if I remember correctly, and it was a submission in round two. This dude slugs. I mean, he went three rounds with Alex Piera. You know, he, he can take a punch. He's in there to fight. He can do the stand-up game all day, and it's going to be a huge test for Magomedov. And being that Bruno is the underdog, I'm taking him. With the odds, give me money line all day. I'll take him, but I'm not taking nothing against Magomedov, I've seen he fights in the streets. He fights in the cage. He's definitely a bad motherfucker from Russia and not somebody you really want to fuck with. So nothing but respect. I love you know, hey, respect where respect is due. But I am gonna take Bruno just because of his experience. He's always showed up, you know, fight after fight. And um fuck man, dude, dude, I don't understand how he's this low on the card. I'll be honest. It, that, that's scary. Like if he loses this, is he getting cut? Like Bruno Silva, the man, but Got to take Bruno Silva on that one. Underdog. Victoria Dudakova versus Johnny Frey or some shit like that. Um, Dudakova is a heavy favorite, minus 535, so heavy favorite. And 7-0, and one win in the UFC, but she did miss weight. I don't think she missed it by much. If I remember correctly, it was like between a half pound to a pound and a half. Didn't miss it by much, so... But you missed it. You missed it. I do got to say that. You showed up to fight at a certain weight. You did miss that, but not by much. I remember she only lost, I think, 20% where I think Mike Breeden or whatever later, he lost 30% because he missed it tremendously. But I'm sure that there's a reason for that. We'll get to that one soon. Victoria, you got to take her 7-0. and She's definitely the favorite. Um, I'm going to take her over Junyi Frey, even though Junyi, man, she's she's she looked good, man. I saw her at the weigh-ins. She just physically, her body looked, I mean, 100% tip-top shape, and a beautiful woman, both of them, nothing against them. You know, I'm a dog, so I got nothing to say there. But, uh, I mean, just she looked really in shape uh, mentally. I liked just where she was at. She looked very happy, enjoying the moment. 
She's got three losses in a row. She may also understand this may be her last chance in the spotlight, so she may just be enjoying it for what it is. She's a huge underdog at plus 400, and she may be enjoying the moment, but I was happy to see that, and best of wishes to both the ladies. Got to take Victoria on that fight as well. Nathaniel Wood versus Mohamed uh, Nirov, I guess it would be. Um, It's my writing. It's not even I should know the name. Nathaniel Wood. Got to take him just because, you know, 20 and 5. I should have done more research. See, I didn't do enough research on this one. I didn't even take my notes down. Can't even tell you what they are in the UFC. But Nathaniel Wood, heavy favorite. Go ahead, take him in that one. Like I said, my notes, I failed you guys on that one. I didn't even look over this fight enough. Um, I must have wanted to look into it deeper. Guessing Muhammad's uh, statistics were not on UFC.com. I should have switched over to the other websites, but I didn't look into it. My apologies, folks. Take Nathaniel Wood on that one, but no further insight. Mike Breeden. I believe this is a gentleman that missed weight pretty heavy by three or four pounds. He's 10 and six overall. He's got three L's in a row in the UFC. Not looking good. Um, with missing weight, I don't like three three losses in a row and then you missed weight. Because you know if you get four L's in a row, you're probably getting cut. You miss weight, I think even if you get the fight, unless you you know you win a decision, you may still get cut. He's fighting against 7-0, and uh, how do I pronounce this? And Shaw Jubilee, Jubilee, I remember that one. Um, minus 285, 7-0, one win in the UFC. Jubilee is, I would say, it should be a more heavy favorite. This missed weight thing. See, it got me last event because I don't like it. I always think that it probably meant for a hard cut. The guy that missed weight last time missed like three or four times in a row. And at that point, it is strategic. So I think that if you're trying to actually cut the weight and you don't make it, now you've hurt yourself. You know what I mean? You may have pushed it to the point. I mean, you just weren't going to make it. You may have been trying to reach a goal that wasn't even fathomable. Um, But... At this point, when you have three L's in a row and you miss weight, I'm thinking you say, fuck the money. Take my 30%. Just give me an advantage. And that's what it was last time to do is just did it for an advantage. You understand it at that point. I get 70% of my money, but I get to come in heavy. It's it's a fucked up perspective, but one that people are willing to take, especially if they're about to get cut. So that is very scary when I look at that from Mike Breeden. He may have, you know, not tried to cut the weight, figured he's an underdog anyways against seven and zero undefeated. And he said, I need the weight. I can't take an L. So that's possibly I'm, I'm gonna call it cheating. Um, cause you agree at a certain weight and you already plan to come in at a certain weight. You're basically cheating at that point. Take the money, but you're coming in heavy. That's some cheater shit, but just watch out for that when that's something to keep an eye on. Next fight, Abu uh, Azatar. Y'all killing me with these damn names, man. And I, But not really because I told you I've been practicing my Arabic with my little uh, 7-Eleven lady, right? my gas station lady right here. She's awesome. Her and her family, they're well connected with my other peoples down in Redlands and my old liquor store. They're actually business partners, so it's crazy how they link together. He's my homie on Facebook, like all that shit. Like he, My people, my people. Um, Abu versus Cedriguez Dumas. That one a little better. He's actually American. I, that's still a weird ass name, but nothing but love, man. Abu, he's a uh, plus two hundred five, fourteen and three, zero and one in the UFC. While Dumas is eight and one, one and one in the UFC. Dumas has 
he's 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 a well-rounded fighter. He's gonna have his hands full on this one, but you got to take Dumas with his his length and just his striking ability. Plus, he's a hood dude, so you already know American hood dude. I got to take him, but he's gonna definitely have the. Um, this is where home field advantage, how much it plays in fighting, I'm not really sure, but we're going to be witnessing it. We're definitely going to see how it affects the Islam in the main event. But Abu, he's got a chance, but I would take Dumas if it comes to my money. Javad Basharat, this one's common sense, minus three, three, uh, 535, 14-0 in the UFC, three and 14-0 uh, in MMA, 3-0 in the UFC, going against Victor Henry, who is plus 400. 23 and 6 in MMA, 2 and 1 in the UFC. You got to take Basharat just because it is only decisions. It always goes to decision with Basharat, but he just constantly wins, wins, wins until you see anything different. It's hard to bet against him. <laughs> this one I went, I'm going to more home field, but it's more lack of tape. Mohamed Yanya um, versus Trevor Peak. Yanya is 11-3. and three. It's hard to find data on this guy, actually. UFC debut, I couldn't find much film-wise and actually watch him. Trevor Peak, I know enough about. He's minus 170. He is the favorite. 8-1 um, and one in MMA, 1-1 one and one in the UFC. Came in with a lot of hype. I remember when Trevor Peak hit the scene. I don't know how, if it was just his social media or if it was with who, was, who he's been involved with, but maybe he was on an Ultimate Fighter or something. That would more so explain it because he doesn't have the record, but Trevor Peak had a lot of hype. I do remember that, um, and I didn't follow UFC for 10, 12 years while I was doing my crack house phase of life. Wasn't really worried about it when you're running a crack house trying to figure out how you're going to eat tomorrow and robbing, you know, purses and shit. It was just different times, folks, different times, folks. Uh, I might have missed that, but I do know the name Trevor Peak carries a lot of hype, so I do know he's favorite, but... I was never a big fan of him. I remember his one L, I guess it would be. Uh, he, he got his ass whooped. So Trevor Peak would probably be a smart place to put your money, but I think Yaya, Yanya uh, does stand a good chance, and that is a lot off a lack of knowledge. I didn't see enough to vote against him, but that 8-1 has really hit me and probably better off going with Trevor Peak. Tim Elliott versus Mohamed Makiaf. Um, Makiaf, Makiaf, some shit like that. I don't know, but. Total respect for that guy. He is the favorite at minus 395. Muhammad is at 10-0 and 4-0 in the UFC. Definitely going to take him over Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott is a veteran. He's got like nine fights in the UFC now. He's pretty much 50-50, you know, win and lose. Got to go against him on this one, man, just because Muhammad has looked great. Every time I've seen Muhammad fight, I mean, that dude just shows up, looks very sharp, and that's the prelims main event, and it is set up for a banger. Saeed Namagomedov versus Muin Gafarov. I don't fucking know, man. That was a hard name. I was looking at the whole time. I believe he's Brazilian or some shit, but I, I don't mean some shit. It's just the way that's the way we speak, man. I don't mean that disrespectfully. Love Brazil, man. Brazil, you women. Hey, 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 hey. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, go, go, Gafarov or whatever his name is, man. Can't go with him, man. He's all in one in the UFC. Saeed Namagomedov, man. It's hard, man. I, I try not to, you know, overhype people, but this dude, man, he's been killing it since he's got in the UFC. He's 17 and 3, 6 and 1 in the UFC. I think that he doesn't get the credit that's due. I don't know why. If it's just a, 
the way he performs, I don't know why it is, but man, that dude is he's done nothing but impressed. I think that's a heavy favorite. You should definitely take him on that one. Saeed Namagomedov will get that victory. Y'all can write that one down. Mark my words. The next fight is pretty much, I believe, the same thing. Um Ikram Aliskovov minus five seventy five, fourteen and one with one and zero in the UFC versus Worley Alves who is plus 425, 15 and 6, 2 and 4 in the UFC. Definitely got to go. Oscar Avav, Ikram is going to probably take this one uh, hands down. I would bet the house on that one, but at 575, you're not going to get much for it. So eh, it's not even worth putting your house up for some. All you're going to win is some yard, some lawn ornaments. So Ikram, I avoided betting that. Oh, I did bet that one on DraftKings because he was a decent amount. I had some money left over because I'm going a lot of underdogs in the main card. Next fight, we got three fights left, folks. Magomed Ankalov, he's going to whoop Johnny Walker's ass, boy. Uh, Magomed is 18-1-1. He's 8-0 in the UFC with his own um, with a draw, and his draw was against Blahovich, I mean, these dudes, he's a stud, man. He shows up and he fights his ass off. He showed no flaws. Like I said, basically 8-0 with a draw in there. But, man, that's, he, this dude, he's a, he's a stud. He's uh, I would hate to run across him in any alley, way, shape, or form, restaurant. Anywhere you run into him, you get knocked the fuck out. But he is fighting Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, he is the underdog. He's plus... 285. I mean, if you're going to bet an underdog, he's not a bad pick. I mean, he's 21 and 7, 7 and 4 in the UFC, but he is coming off three wins. He does have the ability to knock people out. Um, undoubtedly, he has the ability and the length, and the he has a toolbox. I mean, he has the tools to do it. It's going to be tough, man. Um, Magomed has showed nothing but strength in there, and I think that he will destroy Johnny Walker. But Johnny Walker does stand a chance. I bet my money on Magomed uh, all day. I mean, there's no, I'm not going to sit here. I don't even have to say much on it. These are the fights I'm excited about. These are the fights where Dana White has earned his money. These are why we love the UFC. Kamaru Usman stepping in against Kazmat Chemaev. I'm not sure what happened to Kazmat. He's been gone for a while. 6-0 in the UFC. Undefeated 12-0 in mixed martial arts. I mean, he had all the hype. That's why he's the favorite. But at minus 340, this is ridiculous, folks. Kamaru Usman, he's a legend, man. He, he's going down as, as one of the GOATs, I mean, especially in that welterweight division. I know a lot of people are talking about size. They both fought at welterweight. Hazmat failed to make the weight, but he has dropped down there and tried to fight in the same realm. He just couldn't do it. Um, Usman coming off the, I believe he has a wrestling background, so he's been on weight management for a long time. That's a discipline that wrestlers seem to have conquered. They understand the weight game, and they don't really miss. Wrestlers do not miss weight. DC, those types of guys, they don't miss weight. Um, It's amazing. It is amazing. But heard a lot of people talking about size. I don't think moving up weight, um, especially on the short notice, is an issue for Usman. I think it's... Fits him. I don't think making the weight will be an issue. Uh, it wasn't an issue. He made it. And whew, 20 and 3, 15 and 2 in the UFC is only two L's were to Usman, who he also beat once. Now, the last loss to Usman, that was all mental. Second, I, I'm going to say mental. He just, it, he didn't have the first loss to, I mean, the first loss to Leon, that was the head kick. Everybody knows that one. He was whooping his ass. Got the head kick. 
The second loss to Leon, I, he was just scared, man. He couldn't pull the trigger. It was different. Whole different game, man. Leon had the confidence, so I'm taking nothing away from Leon. Usman was different. As Usman can get back on his killer, I mean, he's he's a nightmare, man. He is definitely a nightmare. He was just smashing everybody over there. I'm going with Usman. All day, every day, I'm going. Usman is going to win this fight, and he's going to do it in a very... Uh, he's going to smish. You know what I mean? He's going to get his ass, boy, and I'm going Usman all day. Bet the house on that, plus 270. That's where my big money, that's the underdog pick. That's the Bob Dog pick. Bet it, folks. I'm telling you. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Islam Makachev, UFC 294 main event. This is going to be beautiful. This is beautiful. I wanted this rematch so much. I know um, Alexander Volkanovsky was set up to fight against Ilya Tapuria, but that's not the fight that needed to happen. Max Holloway deserves to fight Ilya because Ilya needs to prove himself. Josh Emmett is not... He's not a golden pass to the throne, especially when you beat him only by decision. You did not finish the man. Um, nobody goes through Max. You know what I mean? I, you have to go through Max, and nobody walks through him. So got if you make it through Max, then Ilya, you deserve your shot 100%. But Alexander Volkanovsky, so happy he gets his rematch. Short notice rematch, 12 days. Don't think Volkanovsky has an issue with it because he was always kind of a bigger guy anyways. For those that don't know, he used to be a heavyweight rugby player, so he has no issue really putting on weight. Islam, he's funny listening to him use his excuse about de- uh, the rehydration period and 30 hours and how that was an issue, and this one's going to be different. I see Alex going in there, man. He know, He's not scared of uh, Islam the same way he was the first fight, and I don't mean scared in any bad ways it's in a respect way and he respected Islam more than he needed to he knows that he can hang on the wrestling he knows what's up and I think Alexander Volkanovsky will get the win round four TKO ground strikes ground and pound it'll be like round five of the first fight just in round four and he will get the finish that's that's Bob Dog coming in coming in at you I hear some weird buzz in my headphone. I'm sure this has something to do with the power going on in my ghetto-ass house, but I don't know if you hear it. I'm sorry if you do. Love and appreciate each and every one of y'all going to get off of here before shit gets worse. And like I said, I have a lot of content I've been making. I just need to get it through the computer. I don't know if that's going to be possible. I've definitely cut down my resolutions on there. I'm not trying to, you know, not trying to manipulate the footage in 4K. I'm trying to do it all in like quarter speed and quarter resolution and I'm trying, folks. I'm trying, folks. I got the videos up trying to make this shit for y'all, man. I'm, I love, appreciate it. I could do it on my phone and do just some ghetto stuff. That's what I'm going to start doing just to get content out there. But I'm actually trying to do and put some work in. And I love learning, so I'm actually learning a lot using DaVinci Resolve and those types of things. So love and appreciate everyone of y'all. Don't forget, folks. Don't forget UFC 294 is at some weird-ass time. It's at 7 a.m. here in California because it's in Abu Dhabi. So Set your alarms. Get ready. I know UFC Strike just posted something. Ah, just liked. It was only liked by UFC Strike. I know their contest just ended right now. I didn't get it out in time. It had to be done by 7. It's literally 7.01. It ended one minute ago. Hopefully, you all got your submission in. Follow them on Twitter. They're giving out PlayStation uh, pay-per-view codes. I won the last one there. I was so beyond thankful. They let me witness history in... 
Fuck, what was that upset that just occurred that nobody thought would occur? Sugar Shawn, man, Sugar Shawn. That was a huge one. Uh, that was that was beautiful to watch. That was amazing. It, I got to witness it all thanks to UFC Strike. So, hey, follow them on Twitter, folks. I'm telling you, follow the Discord. They give out all types of shit during the events. They give out multiple pay-per-view codes. and all. T- it's beautiful, folks. It's beautiful. Yeah, I got to check it out. Tune in. Love each. Love and, I mean, I don't even know what the fuck y'all supposed to tune into, but if y'all want to tune into the UFC event, it's at 7 a.m. Uh, California time. And if you do tune in here, man, I appreciate y'all. Man. If you ever want to be on here, you ever want to jump on as guests or have questions, comments, concerns, shit to talk, let me know, man. I'll respond to you. Um, Love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. And oh, hopefully we wake up tomorrow. So thankful. UFC 294 finally here. I'm going to go sandblast, bitches. Love y'all. I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.